Hi, and welcome to the Authentic Audience Podcast. I'm your host, Krista Ritma. This is a marketing podcast like you haven't heard before. It's about real connections and honest conversations. Why am I here? To remind you that you can fly. If you're brave enough to listen to that calling inside you, I'm here to serve you and show you that marketing can and should be honest, that the truth sells and authenticity wins. So how can businesses and brands build a real and authentic audience? The Authentic Audience Podcast gives you insight into growing your business and marketing strategies to gain real followers and loyal customers. Each week, I create a space of radical honesty for thought leaders and entrepreneurs who have built successful businesses to share their insights on business, marketing, relationships, life, and spirituality. Each episode is sure to remind you the power of storytelling and truth selling. Get ready to get real, get raw, get honest, and keep growing. Hello, hello, hello. Happy podcast day. This is a solo episode with me. I am thinking about what I want to say to you today and how I can help you, share with you, be vulnerable with you, create some safe space for some authenticity, truth-telling, all of the things. It's been quite a week, (laughs) to say the least. I took some time off last week um, and had to move some podcast interviews around, which is why I do not have a podcast set to come out tomorrow. And when something like that happens, uh, that is when I jump in and record a solo episode and it's it's timing is a funny and curious thing because these solo episodes always pop in uh, right at the time of reflection. I am in a major, major space of self-reflection right now, and I'm going to try and do my best to share as much as I can with you. A lot of what I'm thinking about actually doesn't have to do with me. And because of the privacy of the people I love and care about, I'm not going to name names, but um, I've been getting some big lessons and big downloads um, the last couple of weeks, and uh, I'm excited to share it with you. So before we begin, wherever you are, let's just get a little bit more comfortable. If you can just improve your comfort level by 10% right now, whether that means having a sip of water, rolling your shoulders back taking a big deep breath, getting present uh, to this moment. Wherever you are right now, I'm happy to be sharing this moment with you. What do I want to talk about today? Every time I go to record a solo episode, I was talking with my friend a couple days ago, and she's like, what do you think about? How do you prepare for a solo episode? And usually, (laughs) to be honest, it's coming at a very stressful time where I have no time to sit down and record, and I just have to create some space for it because either something's happened with the podcast schedule and we're not ready to release a new one or I've forgotten or So it's funny because it comes at like a crazy moment where I don't really have time to prepare or think about anything. So all I do is I sit by my shrine, I light my incense, I ring my bell, I close my eyes, and I ask spirit, God, source, myself, my intuition, my deepest little gut voice, give them what they need. Give them what they need. And I used to do that before I would teach a yoga class too. I wouldn't always prepare what I was going to say ahead of time. I would just do a prayer, give them what they need. And hopefully what comes out when you remove yourself and you think about how I can be of service to you in this moment, 
um, is what you need. So that's what I do. So I'm not prepared, but I'm never really prepared um, to record a solo episode. And they really help me because I verbally process, like I've said before. So oftentimes, um, if I'm not speaking it, I'm not healing it. So to be able to basically stream of conscious, stream of thought, speak to you from a heartfelt and sincere and vulnerable vulnerable place um, helps me a lot too. So yeah, but what I was thinking about a second ago and what's been on my mind is um, I was watching this J.P. Sears video. Um, if you don't know who he is, he's a really funny comedian who like makes fun of himself and makes fun of yogis and vegans and um, brings a lot of light to heavy topics. And I just appreciate him a lot. And I was watching this video last week and it was called How to Have a Terrible Day. And he goes on to say, you know, to have a terrible day, you want to watch, you know, mindless hours of Netflix the night before and fall fall asleep with your TV on and wake up and immediately check your email and scroll through, um, you know, scroll through other people's lives that make you feel terrible about yourself before having any water. You dehydrate yourself more by having coffee, you know, just and it goes on and on and on. And when I was watching it, it's like my morning, basically, like my morning routine is him saying how to have a terrible day. And I've become really sort of tuned into how I'm beginning my days, how I'm beginning my mornings. For whatever reason, things like morning routines and stuff like that sort of pissed me off and triggered me. It's like, let me do what I want. Let me wake up when I want. If I want to read my emails and that makes me feel better, great. If I want to have coffee before water, great. Like, let me be. But for whatever reason, you know, you watch things and uh, something hits you right at the moment and it just like that snaps you awake. And so since I watched that, I've been thinking a lot about my day and my mindset and how I'm falling asleep and how I'm waking up. And it's so funny because just the simplest change of the thinking about it has affected my actual doing. So last night, for example, we're really into the West Wing right now. <laughs> so I, uh, we were watching the West Wing and I wanted to get in bed and I usually Clay wants to fall asleep watching it. And I said, let's put on our, let's put on our headspace meditation because we've been really, really getting into these headspace meditations. If you have trouble sleeping, by the way, um, headspace is this meditation app. I, I'm super allergic to meditation apps, but for whatever reason, again, the timing has to be right for you to really hear something, even though somebody can be saying it to you a hundred times. My mother-in-law has been suggesting Headspace like a hundred times and inviting me to be on her family plan, and I just literally would reject it for no reason until one day I said I was having trouble sleeping. This was a couple months ago. And when you really get to like your breaking point is when you start to hear everything that people have been telling you. And it was just like, fuck it. What's the locket? And like, I'll do it. I'll do it. I'll do it. And she was so excited. And so I was like, okay, great. Let's still just do it. Anyway, they have these, um, this program or this like series of, of meditations. And it's actually not meditations. It's called sleep casts. It's one of the categories to help you fall asleep, and it's these lovely voices describing these scenes. So Clay's favorite is Rainy Day Antiques, obviously, if you know him. My favorite is called Beachcomber, and it's like a walk on the beach, and it describes this beach perfectly, and I've never got to the end, and it's 45 minutes. And for me to not have ever gotten to the end of that, 
I will pay them for the rest of my life. I am a loyal customer because I have never been able to fall asleep as quickly or as peacefully than listening to these sleep casts. And it's just so, my mom's probably gonna listen to this and be like, are you kidding me? Because she's been trying to get me to do insight timer and yoga nidra and nighttime meditations for so long. And for whatever reason, right at the exact moment I needed this, it came into my life. So uh, last night specifically, I was like, let's turn off the TV. I don't want it in the bed. Let's listen to the meditation and fall asleep peacefully. And it really does make a difference in how you fall asleep. So uh, that's a big change. And, you know, it's hard to remember. Like I got into the headspace a while ago. I was looking forward to falling asleep, which for any insomniac or anxiety driven human being, looking forward to falling asleep is like totally crazy. And because of headspace, I, I really have been looking forward to it. So that's how I've been falling asleep when I'm conscious, when I'm awake and aware of my experience and my schedule and what's happening. I always make sure that we put on a meditation instead. Um, yeah, it's just such a simple thing. And it was free. My mother-in-law added me to her account and it's just the resistance is so strong to do things that are good for you. It's really crazy. Like the things that you know are so, so, so good for you. I don't know if this is true for anyone else, but for me, the resistance is so strong. So then to wake up, I am still not having water first, which my nutritionist Robin would be, you know, shaking her fist at me. For me, the coffee is like the best thing about waking up. But we've been going for a walk on the beach, and I really have tried my very best to not check my emails until I'm back. I'm still checking my text messages just because if somebody needs something or I have FOMO, so if something's happened, I don't want to miss out on the group text, but I'm not checking my emails, and it's different. Texting is friends, is family, uh, emails is work. So I'm not working before my walk. We've been walking to the beach, um, coming home, sitting outside, lighting the incense, listening to music before we start the day. And it has made such a big difference. So that video, How to Have a Terrible Day, I highly recommend you watch it. You just search JP Sears, How to Have a Terrible Day. And to me, it woke me up to a lot of the really ridiculous things that I was doing that was obviously like not helping my mental state, my physical state, my emotional state, like at all. So um, I'm in this space of reflection and um, feeling a lot of gratitude for what I have. And that's sort of the next thing I wanted to talk about Um and I've talked about it before, and I was just doing a podcast interview for somebody else's podcast. It's called Her Story, and she was asking me really beautiful questions about success and my life and my business and what's going on in my world, you know, with COVID and everything. And to me, it's been super interesting because we have a digital marketing company, and everyone right now wants to take their work online. So... For the last two months, we've been busier than ever, and we're setting ourselves up to have one of the most successful months we've ever had. And it makes me feel, it makes my heart actually ache because I want to be able to celebrate our success and I want to be able to be super excited that we're thriving. And I'm so grateful that we are, but it's really interesting to be thriving in a time when so many people are struggling, when so many people are out of work, when so many people are struggling with sickness or uncertainty or financial situations. And for the first time, honestly, in 
as long as I can remember, I'm not stressed about those things, um, stressed about other things, but um, not the same things that so many others are stressing out about. So it's been a little bit of a isolating, <laughs> for lack of a better word, experience that that we're having. But I will say, and the thing I'm most, I guess, grateful for that really um, allows me to soak it in and be okay is that we're taking care of our team and they're not out of work and I care about them so much. I I really do. I love my team so much and to be able to take care of them financially during this time, um, keep them employed and actually more worked (laughs) where they're getting more hours than ever before because we're so busy. Um, Nothing feels better than that. So that to me is the most exciting thing about making money is being able to take care of my team. Um, every time we bring in a new client, I'm thinking to myself, our team's going to get more hours for this, or we can, you know, bring Jared on full time. One of my team members, I really want him full time and we're so close. And so every time we get a new contract or a new client, I'm not thinking, oh my God, this is great money for the business. I'm thinking, oh, this can go towards his full-time salary. And it's just amazing. To, to feel that way and to have such a good team. You know, my word for 2020 was team. Uh, if you've listened to this for a while, you know it took me a very long time to hire people, and I've done that this year, and it's been just the most beautiful and challenging. I've had to fire people too that weren't a good fit. Um, but on Monday's call, it sort of like all came to a head, and I just had this beautiful sort of outer body moment when we were doing our our wins. So on our team call, we do our professional win and our personal win. And my marketing manager, uh, his professional win was that I got a break last week. And my heart just exploded at that because it just says so much about the culture that we've created that his win um, was that I got to take time off. And I did last week. I took time off and his personal time and um, to be able to know that my clients will not suffer when I need a break. Like I could cry. Um, It's taken such a long time for us to get to that place. I was so afraid to take time off, to take an hour off to go for a bike ride because what if my client needed something? What if they couldn't get a hold of me? Being available is a huge part of my wound story and being available for other people um, is important to me. So to not be available when somebody needs me, whether it's a friend or a family member or financially it's um, or professionally, it's just really hard. So to be able to know that my team is on it and if somebody needs an email answered or an ad turned off or has a last minute question or is stressed about something, they'll be taken care of whether I'm online or not. I can't say what a big exhale that is um, and has been. So I just want to take a moment of gratitude for how far we have come as a business to be able to take time. And also, for the record, Clay took the same time off. So neither of us were online. And that's the biggest piece of that is usually one of us would have to be on. We can't both be off. And so to both be able to completely check out for a couple of days um, and drop in with what was really important to us at that moment um, 
was just beyond amazing. And I'm so, so, so grateful and so excited to drop back into work. I was talking to Deborah Silverman, a client and friend who's been on this podcast before. And um, after taking some time off, she said her prayer for me was to get back to work because that's where I flow. And to really reflect on that um, is pretty cool. My flow state is my work. And when I'm not working, that's when I get caught up in my mental stuff or friend stuff or gossip or family or, you know, energy and all of these things that are really important to pay attention to, but they unground, they unground me. Um, and my work grounds me. So to be able to come back on a Monday, on a Tuesday, and sit down and just drop in, um, the work grounds me. My clients ground me. It's It used to be very stressful and it used to be very scary and fear-based, my business. And I don't know exactly when the shift happened. I think it's over a slow period of time, a couple years really, but Um, my work now brings me to life and it's because I have a life. Um, My work was my life before. My work was me before. And I've done so much work separating that. You know, I talk all the time about having the visualization, visualization or meditation of having coffee with your business, asking your business how you can be of service, speaking to your customer, your dream client, how can you provide for them, and just removing yourself and your ego from the experience um, has changed my world. So that, I think, is the topic of this for, for me is the slow burn. And I think during this COVID and during this crisis, Two things have happened. One, um, the slow burn concept has become very clear to me in terms of my priorities and just the rest of my priorities in general, I feel like have just become very clear. My priorities are now clear and I've actually had to walk away from some friendships. I've had to walk away from some business relationships over the last few months and it's been really difficult. Um, especially when it's one-sided. So the friendship I walked away from, it was my choice. The business relationship I walked away from, it was my choice. But really releasing those things, as cliche as it sounds, that are not serving me have allowed this new space, this new breath, this new life into my friendships and business. And it's it's kind of crazy. Like the day that I decided to walk away from this friendship or press pause. I'm not saying it's over, but it's, it can't take up my energy anymore. Um, this new person came into my life in such a major way, the same day, the same exact day I decided I could not give this situation any more energy, this new energy, this new love, this new friendship, this new connection dropped right in. And it's been happening so much lately. Same thing with financials, same thing with relationship. Like the moment I energetically and peacefully let go of something or surrender to something, it comes right back almost too quickly. It's like eerie. I'm like looking around. It feels like I'm on the Truman Show or something like somebody's watching me because it's you really do the universe really rewards the work. And yet you can't expect the reward, right? It's like you're only you're only um guaranteed the the labor, not the fruit of your labor, or whatever that beautiful quote is. Um 
and you just keep your head down and you you do the practice and you do the work and you stay in the integrity and you stay in the prayer and all of a sudden the life outside begins to match the life you think about and want to create inside and it's been a really beautiful time of reflection the last few months I, again, have not had to worry about the work element. And because of that, I've been able to really hold space for so many other things and so many other movement, I guess. So much movement um, is happening right now and I can feel it and it almost feels surreal. Um, Some of the experiences I've been having have I never asked for. Um, And sometimes, you know, when I ask for things or manifest things, it's really clear that they're coming back in a way that I didn't really intend it to. So you have to be careful what you wish for. But um, I always know where it came from. And some things lately that have been happening, I'm like, where is this coming from? Like, is the world ending? (laughs) Like, what's happening? Where is this karma? What is this dance that I have, that I'm a part of? It's like, I almost have no conscious decision whether I'm in it or not. I'm just in it. And it's expanded my ideas of what's possible in so many ways. I have a new friendship in my life and they're very um, successful financially and abundant in a way that I've never experienced firsthand. And even sitting with them and being near them and speaking with them and talking with them and experiencing them Uh, my idea of what's possible has expanded. So that idea of what's possible for ourselves, um, that's our limit. Like we're actually limiting ourselves if we're like, okay, the most money I'll ever make is this, or the the happiest I'll ever be in my marriage is this, or, um, you know, whatever it is, the most friends I'll ever have, the, the best vacation I'll ever have, like this is the top. You're actually not leaving room for it to be bigger than that. And that's the lesson. One of the lessons that I've learned lately is being in an environment or seeing somebody successful beyond my wildest dreams have expanded my dreams. And because of that, I'm actually pulling in new friendships, new connections, new money that I never even dreamed of. So this this idea of being able to pivot <laughs> um, and be able to, you know, I've been playing a lot of Bananagrams. And um, if you haven't played Bananagrams, uh, you're welcome, by the way. Go get it. It's like my literal favorite game. And it's, you have all these um, little chips that have letters on them. It's like Scrabble, except there's no Scrabble board and you make your own board. Like, so each person has their own letters and is making their own words like in front of them. You have your own little board and then everybody has to pick a new letter. So you basically have this board and these words that you're like stoked about, but then you pick three new letters and they don't work. So you have to figure out a way to create new words. And I see people getting stuck with that word. So, you know, you get a really awesome word to start and people are losing the game because they're too stuck on that word and the new letters that they're coming in, they don't fit with that word. But what I learned really early on as a technique in Bananagrams is to pivot, is to be willing to start your board over. So if I, you know, have this great board and it's great, but I pick three new letters, I'll immediately see a new word that I can create and I don't wait 
at all. I pivot, I make the new word, and I redo my board. And I'll, I beat people most of the time with this strategy because I'm so willing to pivot and start over in this game. And it's crazy because people who know about, about bananagrams and who play this with me are going to be laughing. But that has translated so much into my life this year is that willingness and that openness to pivot and think of something different or you get new information and then you have to create something different and new with that information because you can only you can only work with what you know and what you have but then you get new information so you need to be able to pivot and change and being able to do that in my business in my friendships in my life it's opened up so much space and and the, the second analogy I'll give about this is the bus analogy. And I've talked about this before, and I learned this from Yana, Yana Robinson. And it goes along the lines of pivoting and this like idea of a slow burn, um, which I want to really end on. And um, you're on your bus, right? So everyone right now, you're driving on your bus and you're listening to your favorite song. And there's all these people on your bus. They're your clients, your family, your friends. It's the people that are in your life right now that you give your energy to and that give it back to you. And they're all jamming out to this song. But then all of a sudden, you know, you want to take a right turn on the on the road and some people don't want to go right. So they're going to get off the bus. And that's going to suck because you're like, no, this is the road that I need to go down right now. This is the fastest route. I want to go down this road. But some people are just not going to want to go and you just have to let them off the bus, open the door, let them off the bus. Or you can use the analogy of changing the station, right? I love music. Music is like the soundtrack to my world. And there's always a new song and a new uh, vibe um, to what I'm experiencing. And there's always a song that I have with that. And so, you know, I've got this music blasting on the bus. And then I, you know, I have a very variety music taste. So it's everything from like Hamilton to um, the piano guys, right? To Sleeping at Last to, um, to Kygo, really, you know, and there's always a different vibe on. Um, and if you change the channel, some people aren't going to want to listen to that frequency. Some people aren't going to be on that channel energetically and they're going to need to get off the bus. And it's really shitty. It's really sad when people want to get off your bus because you're like, are you fucking kidding me? This bus is amazing. Like, this is where I'm going. This is my destination. This is the song we're listening to. This is the best time ever. But to accept that other people don't want to listen to that fucking song, no matter what you say or no matter what you do, they want to get off. And to let them off the bus, it's going to be sad for a second, but you'll get to that next bus stop and people are going to be waving at you with snacks, like stoked. And they get on and they're like, I love this song. I love this song. And I was already going that way too. So can I come with you? And then all of a sudden you have this new energy in this space on your journey together. And it's the most beautiful thing. And it's really difficult and it's really beautiful and it's just living, you know, is like focusing on who's on your bus. And that's who gets my energy right now is the people that are on my bus. Not to say if you're not on the bus, I don't love and respect your journey, but we just don't have a whole lot in common. And I think that that's okay. So it's just this process for me right now of slowing down, looking at who's on my bus, looking at where I want to go and who I want to take with me there and who I, who I want to let go of. And it's hard decisions, but it's important decisions. And it's so beautiful because the minute you do let go of whatever that thing is, 
but you have to really let go like in your heart. I have a tattoo on my arm that says let go because it's really hard for me uh, to let go. But when you really do, you're just rewarded so quickly and so beautifully in a way that you could have never even imagined. So that's a, a big theme for me right now is just being open to the pivoting, to the changing, to the um, to the new people that want to get on the bus. So yeah, that's where I'm at. And and the last thing I do want to say, uh, it's on my mind from this podcast interview I just did. She was asking me my definition of success. And uh, a couple of people have actually asked me that lately. What is your definition of success? And it changes a lot. My, my definition in the past had been about two years ago. I remember um, my definition of success was doing, I want to do what I love. I want to help people and I want to get paid doing it. And I remember sitting at my desk in El Cerrito a couple years ago and I'm like, holy shit, I, I'm doing it. This, I'm successful, but there's so much more I want to do. And so then you hit a growth edge and you have to redefine what success means and re- renew your goals and set new goals that you can hit and continue to grow and create. And so for me right now, success is this idea of a slow burn. And Jennifer Lewis, who came on my podcast last summer, talked about this with Red Light Lit being a slow burn. The candle is always lit and it's never going out. And for a Gemini and just, I don't know if I can, you know, blame being a Gemini or just a total psychopath, but I live for these extremes, like this extreme, like the fireworks and the passion and the excitement and the travel and the, and then the lows of the anxiety and the this and the that and the loss and whatever. And at one point there's fireworks and at another point there's darkness and that's not working for me anymore. And for my business, especially and my relationships, I want this idea of a slow burn. I want the candle to always be lit. Maybe sometimes it's burning really bright and other times it's just barely flickering, but it's always lit. And how do I prepare for the future of whatever this new world looks like with COVID and everything that's happening? How do I prepare? How do I um, get into a space of accepting the slow burn? Because that is really what I'm aiming for now is slow growth. I want to take care of the clients on my plate. I want to make sure my team is making the most they can make and have the most amount of hours they want before I hire anybody new. I don't want to grow and scale to a 100-person agency within the next year. I don't want that. I want maybe four or five people that are super happy, super taken care of, creating this amazing culture that is sustainable for the long run. And that is a shift. That is a major shift. I think it could be my progress moon in Virgo. I don't know what it is, but it's so real. And to me, the idea of success is taking care of my team, taking care of my clients, and having a goddamn life. Having a life is so important for so long. I wasn't sleeping. I wasn't eating. I wasn't taking care of myself. And I can so easily slip back into those patterns when I have a big project or something, um, you know, exciting going on with work. But really success to me is having the time and space to answer my best friend's call. And not have to call her back and not miss her call every day for a week because I'm working and be able to like answer the phone, drop in, give my energy, my time, my love to the people who I really want to give it to and be able to take care of my clients and my business and most of all myself. Taking care of me has become so important because when I take care of me, 
everyone else feels so much more seen and so much more held. And I had an anxiety moment recently and seeing how that affected everyone around me, it's like so embarrassing kind of. And just my, your energy, wherever you are, whoever you are listening to this, your energy is powerful as hell. And if you are in a mood or you are anxious or you're having a really hard time with your partner and you're in front of other people, your energy is contagious. Most people are psychic and they can pick up on it. A lot of times they don't even know that they're picking up on your energy and it's just making them anxious and they don't even know why. And I've recently had this experience where I witnessed my anxiety rubbing off on other people. And if I had just done, grabbed my tools, you know, opened my toolkit and done the work in that moment, I wouldn't have affected so many other people. So if thinking of yourself and taking care of yourself is a really hard concept for you to grasp, think about it in that sense that when you are healthy mentally, physically, emotionally, spiritually, financially, all of those things, when you are healthy, um, you have a much better effect on the people around you, um, consciously and subconsciously. So, Yeah, that is, you know, my state of reflection today. And just thinking about the words you say, the thoughts you think, the people you talk to, every little thought, every person, every interaction, every piece of food, every breath is affecting your whole experience. So if something's off, it's it's going to have a ripple effect. And just thinking about that for me um, is important. And yeah, so... That's my idea of success. I want a slow burn. I want the candle to always be lit and to never go out. And um, I'd like to have a life. And hiring and having a team has has truly done that. It's given me my life back. It's given me time to actually think about all of these things, to pray, to have Zoom calls with beautiful gurus in India. Like technology is so amazing. Everything is just I'm I'm having a very surreal moment. So it's funny that, of course, today I have to sit down and record. I mean, three months ago, I I did a, a podcast where I just vented and complained the entire time. And right now, the moment I'm in is just full gratitude, full surrender, full gratitude. I am somebody who always wants more, more money, more clients, more connection, more truth, more love, just more, 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 like never satisfied. Um. And this past couple of weeks with some personal experiences I've been going through and witnessing what I have is beyond enough. I'm so proud of how far we've come. I'm so proud of our team. I'm so proud of my marriage. I'm so proud of my friendships and of everything that I'm doing to create a better life for myself and for the people around me and um, just continue to tell my truth and help others you know, hold them through their, through their truth and through their experience and just be there for people in any way that I can. So I think I'm letting some people down because some people don't hundred percent get it or know what I'm going through. And it's, it's personal and it's, um, I'm busy. Business is busy. Uh, the personal relationships in my life are keeping me pretty busy and, and on my toes, but, um, I'm having just a moment of awe, of gratitude, of, um, just thank, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you is all I keep saying. And I'm excited to 
see what's next. I mean, I am such a planner. I am such a psycho. I'm super controlling. And every single thing that I'm grateful for right now, I could have never planned. I could have never planned it. It's such a joke. It's such a Leela, uh, which is like divine play or story. So um, I'm just playing my part. It's so, so, so funny to become the observer and become the, the witness and just watch how everything unfolds uh, so beautifully and unexpectedly. So um, I hope this wasn't too woo-woo or out there and, um, you know, you could get some tangible things from from this podcast. But uh, that's my that's been my experience right now. And, um, yeah, I, um, I'm holding space. I have a lot of people experiencing a lot of pain around me right now, a lot of change, a lot of growth. It's a funny time. We are going into a new way of living and – um, mourning the old way of living has has not been easy for people, myself included. So um, wherever you are, just know that you are where you are supposed to be. And for me, you know, paying attention, paying attention to who's on your bus, what channels you're listening to, what songs playing, you know, what energy you're attracting. You really, really, really do attract the energy that you put out. It's super real. Um, I'm finding it in business, relationship, spiritual teachers, uh, seek, you know, the seeking, the seeking. You get, you do get it. You get what you're seeking in a way that you did not ask for <laughs> or couldn't have imagined. That's the funny part. So just be open for that. And um, yeah, so what's happening? Um, I'm going to get back to work. I'm hopefully launching marketing fundamentals very soon. I've been working so hard on this course and it is so time to come into the world. So I'm going to be working on that a lot in the next week. I have some really exciting interviews coming up and people who have said yes and um, new people in my life that I'm excited to share with you. So I just appreciate you being here. I appreciate your energy, your time, your presence, your um, devotion to growth. Because if you if you are here, then that is one thing for sure, that you are devoted to growing, staying open, staying loving, and uh, all the things. So thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you for being here. Thank you for listening. Thank you for letting me um, <laughs> verbally process my experience. My husband, I love him so much, but he's an introvert and he processes internally um, so a lot of times this opportunity for me to just speak um, intentionally and honestly is really, really healing. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I love you all. And until next time, keep growing. <laughs>